Welcome to Lakers Carpool, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me on my drive to work this morning. The NBA regular season is very, very fast approaching. The Lakers' first game of the season is October 18th. Today is October 6th, so we're 12 days away from NBA action. And it's the Lakers have played two preseason games, and I, you know, I don't know what to think about this Lakers team. I mean, I think we've talked about it a little bit before on previous podcasts. Obviously, like the roster situation is kind of a big question mark for the Lakers this season. So far, at least to start the season, got a lot of guards on the team. Their roster imbalance, who's going to guard the wing players, things like that, right? So those questions remain. I won't go into that anymore because I've talked about that for the last month, I feel like, because that's all there really is to talk about. But honestly, the Lakers, like October came out of nowhere, I feel like. The regular season starting in 12 days is kind of crazy. So we've all been talking about the Lakers trying to make a move. We talked about the Lakers trying to bring in Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, Kyrie Irving earlier in the offseason. And at this point, with the season starting in 12 days, a big move probably isn't going to happen. That's that's how I feel. Big move probably is not happening. But that doesn't mean that something won't happen around the maybe around Christmas or within a couple months. Honestly, I feel like the Lakers want to see what Russell what what Russell Westbrook is going to bring to the table. Is he going to still be, is he going to be any good? Is he going to play better than than he did last season? Is he going to play defense? Is he going to work well with Coach Ham? That's kind of how I feel. That there's that, and then there's also the fact that Russell Westbrook was terrible last season, and so no team wants him. No team wants to trade for him. Any team that wants like any team that's talking in trade talks with the Lakers are asking for a ridiculous price because they're taking on Russell Westbrook from the Lakers. Like they're doing us a favor. So they they can ask for these high prices and whatnot. So we're stuck with Russell Westbrook. It just is what it is. That's how the, that's how it's played out. So the season is fast approaching and I last episode I was saying I would feel pretty hopeful about the Lakers in the situation. I don't know how I feel now I feel not, I don't even know like what's changed exactly other than the fact that preseason has started we're a couple games in and the Lakers haven't made any trades or anything like that I think I was hopeful that the, that the Lakers would make a trade before preseason started you know there were some reports going around that the Lakers were very very close to making a deal for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald and so I was thinking, well, if it was that close, then maybe then maybe a deal can still be made. Maybe the Lakers can figure something out. Maybe the Pacers can come back on what they originally were asking for. But at this point, like I feel like once preseason starts, making a, a big trade like that probably isn't going to happen. Not to say it's not possible, but it just seems like teams are kind of getting ready all right let's just keep this team to start the season we're already in preseason let's just you know get it started and then go from there so it could be a couple months until we see any movement from the lakers it could be never i mean the lakers could just not be able to make a trade may i mean the best bet honestly is that russell westbrook comes out and plays really well 
not not even like superstar status, but just plays well. He's a good role player. He plays defense, attacks the basket, passes well, just does the things right. And and then a team is more interested in taking him on after seeing okay, like he's he's playing well, so we're we're our fan base won't kill us. <clears throat> Excuse me for for trading for him. So that's kind of where it seems. Lakers, the Lakers have played two preseason games so far. The first was against the Kings, in which the Lakers lost 105 to 75, and the second one was last night, in which the Lakers lost to the Phoenix Suns in overtime. That we, that one was a little closer. It was like 115 to one, like 10 or something like that. And preseason, you, you got to take it with a grain of salt, you know. Like LeBron, Anthony Davis, like they're playing. They they pl- well, Anthony Davis. I don't know if he played last night, but he played against the Kings for a few minutes. You know, put up some points. And it's funny because on Twitter, the the comments about how the Lakers were doing against the Kings were hilarious because everyone was like, "Oh, like Russell Westbrook, he's he's." making a change he's he's gonna be good you know anthony davis it's a turnaround jumper like oh anthony davis he's gonna be good you know it's just like everyone's excited and we're, we're seeing yeah like they're doing they do one or two good things but it's not indicative of how it's gonna go and then anthony davis i think sat out with some back pain last night so everyone's like oh well here comes anthony <laughs> anthony davis in in mid-season form you know and it's like you can't you can't hide from the jokes. The jokes are real for a reason. So the Lakers end up losing 105 to 75 to the Kings. So a 30-point loss in whether it's preseason or not is pretty disappointing. So you know, I know that a lot of the bench players are playing like Cole Swider and all these guys, right? But you would like to be able to like see a team be able to put up a little more than 75 points in a game. That's pretty bad from an offensive standpoint, but it is what it is. First preseason game, like I'm not gonna put too much weight on that one game. Lakers came out and played better, and the second game against the Suns, I, I, albeit LeBron played a little more, like he put up 23 points in that game. Uh, Kendrick Nunn played off. You know, you. This is our first basically Kendrick Nunn sighting since we signed him last season, and he put up 21 points off the bench. That's that's good to see. You know, I, I feel like you, you got to take it all all slow, you know, with the preseason, right? Like, there's good things, there's bad things, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, I feel like, if anything, you can take more from the, uh, the younger guys in preseason because they're actually going out and trying and playing hard. But, you know, Russell Westbrook driving and making a layup and then doing the rock the baby move is kind of ridiculous and just kind of like – whatever it is what it is there's only so much that you can really take from from something like that in the preseason so you know we have 12 days until the regular season starts uh where the lakers will be taking on the 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 reigning champion golden state warriors and i don't know i i've it's hard to get a grasp on this team you know will will this lakers team be be any good i don't know i i feel like maybe we find ourselves somewhere where we were last season, you know, fighting for an eighth, fighting to get into the play-in tournament, frankly, you know, not even fighting for the, for the seventh or eighth seed, just fighting for that tenth, ninth or tenth seed even. That's kind of where I feel the Lakers are at right now, unless Anthony Davis and LeBron James 
are healthy and playing out of their minds. If Anthony Davis comes out and plays like he did in the 2019-2020 season, then, you know, he's putting up 40 points and 20 rebounds in a game. Then the Lakers maybe end up in, like, the sixth seed or something like that, you know. The West has a tough conference. I mean, the entire NBA, it's pretty crazy. The entire NBA is – the parity within the NBA is pretty crazy. You have the the Eastern Conference, you have a ton of really good teams. The Western Conference, you have a ton of really good teams. Like, there are good teams in the Western Conference that will be fighting for the 10th seed. Like, that just is kind of how it is. Like, I mean, they're not they're not the greatest teams of all time, obviously, but they're – they're good teams. They're they're play they're teams with good players and they're not trash teams that are just getting lucky. Like in you know, back in the day, like five, six years ago, there would be teams in the Eastern Conference that were twelve games below five hundred and were like the sixth seed. You know? You don't really have any of that anymore in the NBA. I feel I feel like at the very least, you know, you have teams that are around five hundred, just barely below five hundred that are kind of fighting for the the play in tournament. But for the most part, it's all, it's all, the teams are good. The level of competition is high, and it makes the NBA fun. But it makes it way harder for, for teams to to be successful and, and to even make the playoffs. So the Lakers making the playoffs this season is a big question mark, and I don't really, I don't really see it as a lock or like happening for sure unless the Lakers can, can can make a move and bring in someone like Miles Turner, Buddy Hield. Or even a bigger move again, like Kyrie or something like that. But you know, and it, I think the thing is, like, with this young, this team being so much younger, there's more energy. I think the defense will be better, which I think will make a huge difference compared to what we saw last season. So I, I feel confident in that sense. I feel like the Lakers can can make something happen happen if they play defense. Like, it's a cliche, right? But defense wins championships. That's what people say. That's it. And it, there's truth to it. I mean, you see how you look at the best teams that that end up winning championships. The best, the teams that are, you see the Lakers, you know, in 2019-2020, and then even 2020-21 when they lost in the first round. But like, they were one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, and that, in my opinion, is why they ended up winning the championship. Like that just is, that's that was the biggest factor that made them different than all the other teams. Before COVID happened, when they beat the Bucks and the Clippers in the same weekend, when everyone was questioning how good the Lakers were, if they were actually championship contenders or not, when they were saying how the Clippers were way better than the Lakers, how the Lakers didn't have a deep bench, all of these things, the Lakers' defense is what brought them ahead above all of these other championship contenders in the league. And... The same, you know, the same goes for the teams that have won since, right? Like the good teams, the teams that end up winning, play good defense. So if if Darvin Ham and the Lakers can play some good defense and they prioritize that, then I will I will err on the side of thinking the Lakers will be better than they were last season. Not to say that they will for sure make the playoffs or they'll be for sure, you know, a fifth seed, sixth seed, whatever. Just that if they prioritize defense and they have this young young team that can stay healthy then there's a lot of possibility there's a lot of opportunity you think about the lakers when they were good three seasons ago they were at their best when they were playing good defense and getting out on the fast break 
And the same is true here. I mean, if you can get LeBron in the fast break, Russell Westbrook in the fast break, Anthony Davis in the fast break, they're way better. I mean, basketball in general, in my opinion, is better when you're running, when you're just running gun, when you're not settling for a half-court offense. Unless it's like the strongest team of all time that just has these plays that are down pat and they can switch them up and they know exactly what they're doing. You know, or if you had like someone like Shaq or someone that's just going to post up, right? Like, unless you have that, the half court offense is not just isn't as good as when you can just run and gun, make defensive stops, push the ball up the court, and get some easy buckets. You know, and especially when you have LeBron James on your team, especially when you have Russell Westbrook on your team, and then obviously you know Anthony Davis can run, so he's he's beneficial in that sense. Then you have all these young guys that can that can run and gun so more so than last season where the team was filled with all these veteran older guys that just weren't it wasn't their game to run and gun like that and I think that's part of what the Lakers struggled with last season was they were stagnant didn't play good defense and they struggled so I think if they can switch that up then that would be huge I get the vibe that that's going to happen it's hard to tell within the first two preseason games but I feel if that can happen, if the Lakers can play that kind of basketball, then I would err on the side of them being definitely better than they were last season. But it, it, it's hard to say. I, I don't, you know, I don't know for sure what's going to happen. Obviously, the NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, and then, you know, just before we end the podcast, we've been going through and, and talking about legacy as we've been, as the, it's been coming out each week. And, you know, I just realized this, that they've, they've actually timed the, documentary perfectly because i'm assuming it's going to end after the next episode which will be the 10th episode and um they timed it pretty much perfectly to coincide with the start of the nba season which makes sense it's funny because my wife was saying like you know why are they putting it out now when like people aren't into basketball because of blah 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 i was like well i think some people are into it because you know they're missing basketball so it's like some it's a way to fill the void if you're a big basketball fan and then obviously it makes sense that they would basically butt it right up to the start of the NBA season so you watch this get excited for the Lakers and then the Lakers season starts so we're on episode nine we fit our episode nine came out this week and this was like the juiciest episode so far where they really talked about the bus family drama you know Jerry Buss passed away in 2013 they talk about the Lake uh, well obviously they talk about the Lakers they talk about Kobe his retirement and they talk about Jim Buss kind of taking over the Lakers from a basketball operations standpoint, but how Jeannie in, you know, in the will or the trust or whatever from Jerry Buss, Jeannie was given 
basically like governing power over the Lakers so she can make any final decisions. So any final decisions she would make, even though she was more at the time operating from a business, the business standpoint and less of the basketball standpoint. So, you know, Jim Buss goes and he does what he does. He makes a bunch of bad decisions. He, him and Mitch Kupchak. It's funny because growing up, I just thought Mitch Kupchak was a really good GM. But it turns out that he really was kind of a really, he was a, a GM that was just, I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess he did go out and like make the trade for Pau Gasol and stuff, but like, I don't, from the documentary, it gives the vibe that he was not that good of a GM and he did not really know what he was doing, but you know, him and Jim Buss were kind of buddy, buddy on things. And Jim Buss just was an idiot when it came to basketball decisions. Like he just wasn't making good decisions. He wanted Andrew Bynum to be like the face of the team. He wanted, which, you know, Andrew Bynum in the, in 2009, 2010, when they were, were winning championships was like, he was, he was good, but was he the face of the Lakers good? I don't I don't think so. And so Jim Buss is just going and making these bad decisions and and you know, they have a they have like a family meeting where they are trying to figure out like who's in charge of what and all these things and the Lakers are missing the playoffs and Jim Buss says in the meeting that he will step down if the Lakers don't make the playoffs in the next three years. And they, surprise, surprise, don't make the playoffs within the next three years. And then Jeannie goes in, and this is kind of like a boss move, but she goes in and basically fires her brother from his position right around that. It was like right before that three-year mark, but she did it. Like, she was smart. Like, she did it before the trade deadline so that Jim couldn't go and like make some some moves some trades out of spite for her or the Lakers or whatever not to say that he would do that but just in case you know it's a it's a smart decision and you know obviously it created this family drama this drama within the Lakers and the drama is bad for the team obviously like you never want a team that has that kind of situation where the ownership is bickering and you have these like sibling rivalries and stuff like it's never a good thing but looking back on it it makes for some good some good drama that's for sure so genie fires her brother they fire mitch Kupchak. they basically clean house from that side of things and you know kobe retires and they end the the end the documentary with the news reports of lebron james not re-signing with the cleveland cavaliers and you know obviously we know where that one goes so I, I'm assuming the 10th episode will, will be the final episode where they go in and talk about Genie basically turning the team around, hiring Magic Johnson. They did they touched on that a little bit in, in episode 9. But yeah, hiring Magic Johnson and the late, you know, the the uh, Lakers signing LeBron James and winning the championship in 2020. That's kind of where I'm uh, I'm assuming episode 10 will go. There's only so many other places where it can go. But it was funny in episode nine where they talk about Genie hiring Magic Johnson basically as like an advisor to the team. And and Jim Buss says something along along the lines of like he's like, Yeah, I, I don't understand why she's hiring Magic Johnson. 
like, he doesn't really know what's going on. He doesn't know blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, like, Magic Johnson is one of the greatest players of all time. Like, whether or not he's been working in the front office of a team or not, like, he knows the goings, the ins and outs of the NBA and, like, the goings-on of the NBA. Having Magic Johnson as an advisor is not, like, a bad thing. But he was acting as if, like, she's, like, bringing in some bum off the street that doesn't know what he's talking about where it's like okay you know I get I get you not feeling comfortable with the start with someone making a decision and not keeping you in on the loop or whatever but let's not pretend like Magic Johnson doesn't know what he's doing you know and obviously obviously the way Magic Johnson ended with the Lakers was a little disappointing with him kind of just dropping off and you know there's drama with that whole situation which I do hope they touch on in the documentary I know it's very recent but we have it's happened and we have these people being interviewed so why not talk about it so i'm curious to see what what he has to say for that and what genie has to say for that situation and everything so definitely uh it's been a fun been a fun documentary episode nine definitely is the juiciest or one of the, definitely well it's the juiciest when it comes to the to the bus family drama maybe there's some other drama in there that you like more like the kobe shack drama or something like that but definitely one of the juicier episodes was episode nine again if you haven't watched it go watch it it's, it's a fun watch go binge it before the nba season starts and uh let me know what you think i, I think it's a good documentary i i only have good things to say so go go watch tell me what you think and thank you for listening thank you so much for listening to this episode of lakers carpool If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! (laughs) 